0: What's up? This is Mike Fenoya from Amigos, and Amigos podcast is In The Loop, the legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Amigos. This is your host, Mike Fenoya. Hope you guys are doing good. Um, bringing you an interview that I did with one of my really good friends uh, while we were on the Impractical Joker cruise in the fall of 16, I believe. Cypher um, Sounds. If you're uh, a New Yorker, he's a legend from Hot 97.1. He's got a TV show on True TV and he's a really really funny comedian and just a great dude and um i got a chance to talk with him he's a very interesting character to me because he's someone who understands both music and comedy he performs stand-up he does improv he's such a kick-ass dj uh he's given me the opportunity to stand over his shoulder and watch him work his magic at a lot of different uh Events, I think drunk once I called him an alchemist, which I think might be the name of the episode because he really is he He figures out every different vibe he knows how to read a room uh he, he's got a lot of the the aspects of a character and a performer that I love, where no two shows are the same uh read the room, figure it out. And he does it both, uh, you know, with comedy and with music. So we talk a lot about uh, perseverance, asking for opportunities, just, you know, taking any chance you have to learn from your elders and turn it into, you know, your own art and your own magic and your own future. So uh, enjoy this episode with Scythe. We recorded this while we were on a boat and then um, we stopped the interview And I get a drink, and I had a couple, and then we came back and sat down for the second half of the interview, and I never hit record. So (laughs) this ends a little bit abrupt, but I uh, already talked to him about doing a second half, but you're going to love the first half. So thank you guys for listening to Amigos on Osiris Network, and uh, follow us at AmigosPod, and uh, check out all the great shows at OsirisPod.com. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the uh, interview. Talk to you soon. You like j- yes, you do like jam I, bands. But See, I don't. I like I like the Grateful Dead and I like Fish, which are like the two biggest. Oh, are there more? So many oh, more. I thought there was only just noodly. <laughs> but to me, there's that's it. <laughs> that's the voice of my pal, coworker, friend, comedian, yeah. uh huh, and music legend, uh, Cypher Sounds. That's
1: me, Cypher Sounds. If you're from New York, I'm very famous. Outside of
0: New York, not so much. What's mm-hmm. it like being very famous in New York? Very famous. In, in New, New York.
1: York In the urban community
0: Which is a big part of New York It's very annoying It is
1: Here's the deal If you look at my DMs On my Instagram It's just all rappers And their cousins Trying to give me music
0: Real cousins Or actual cousins Well the way
1: Black people say it it's Yeah just, I know my cousin. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Chris Rock And Sherrod Small Are not blood cousins <laughs> <laughs>
0: Depending which one you ask <laughs> yeah, Exactly <laughs> That's fucking great <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be weird, huh? Like, I'm, 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 I'm universally not famous. And it's not annoying.
1: Well, I mean, listen, I'm joking. Annoying is a, you know, a fan is a fan. Uh, hip-hop fans are a little aggressive. Um, so I do the Comedy Cellar a lot in New York. If you're ever in New York, come by the Comedy Cellar. Inside the Comedy Cellar with a lot of tourists and a lot of Caucasian fans of the comedy, they don't know who I am. Right. In between, as I stand outside... I guess I get approached all the time.
0: Dude, when you walk through those doors, it's like somehow a safe zone in yeah. there, isn't it? Right? It's yeah. great. Like the other yeah. night I was there and I, and Madonna was there with Schumer. I yeah. think you might have been there that no, night. No, I wasn't right? there no. that night. I heard. And like it was amazing. That tiny little one-way street. Yeah. Three like big SUVs pull up like Tokyo Drift style. Yeah. And these <laughs> big, big like six, eight cops yeah. made a row and they walked her in. And she sat there at a table with Schumer, and they chilled, and whatever, paparazzi's yeah. outside. But there's just something about those four walls that's yeah. just nice and in safe. The whole,
1: yeah, in the cellar and in the restaurant upstairs, it's like, I've, I've met Ray Romano, I've met Steven Soderbergh, a um, couple other real famous people, and it's just, oh, um, Bradley Cooper was in there with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. and I and, met
0: Leota there. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. De Niro. De Niro was De Niro, there one night. He, well, he worked with uh, Jessica.
1: I was comedian. the host the night he found Jessica to help him with his movie. It's great.
0: So she's amazing. She's like, amazing. Yeah. She's like the, one of the best, best people in the world.
1: Yeah, so in there, it's like, I don't know, we're all on level playing field. It really is true. It's
0: yeah. cool. See, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I both took, we kind of fucked around with this thing. I don't think either of us saw it through, but that Caroline's... Uh, yes. Yeah, we kind of.
1: Well, I remember because you told me that before. Yeah, yeah. But, that was uh, a long time ago. Yesterday, you told me, we sat right here in this dining room. We're in a weird dining room on a ship yeah, right now. Yeah,
0: we're on the seventh floor of a... Uh, Thirteen, 14-story boat. Yeah. You and I both first cruise.
1: No, I did this before. Oh, I did right. this my cruise first last cru- time. Yeah, yeah. This is Impractical Jokers. Yeah. You told me yesterday you had a a beautiful head of hair at one
0: point. Gorgeous head of hair.
1: Did you have that head of hair at the Caroline's Comedy
0: Class? No. Oh. I had it kind of, it was shaved, but not as, like, it's not, like, now I just straight razor. Straight off, Like, yeah. every two days. Right. But, no, I had a... I, I was a ball breaker. I just was in there like, uh, I just, you know what? Finding comedy, I didn't know how to get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that was the same with you. Like, why did you end up even taking that? Was it just so, more, you were already doing radio.
1: Well, yeah, I've been doing radio. I've been, I was on radio for 17 years. At that time, probably like uh, 11, something like that. I started, uh, I'll give you a quick rundown. Do it. Yeah. I, I was on the radio. People would always say I was funny on the radio. There's so many DJs, so many hip-hop personalities in New York, but none of them were to being told they were funny. So I was like, okay, I, I must have an angle here. Right. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a comedy show. Instead of starting another club night for DJing and dancing, I'm going to start a comedy show. Yeah. I did it at this club called Comics, 14th and Which night. is no it's longer there.
0: there. Yep. Great club.
1: First night, packed, rammed, solid, like but I had the promotions of the radio, so I was right. lucky. Yeah. Did that for two years. The club closed down. I moved it to Caroline's. Same thing. Tuesday night, once a month, ram-packed. And I would do it a little later because people would come out to my show and then go to nightclubs. Yeah, it's great. So I had a different crowd. Right. As I was doing that, I was like, I was just trying to make money. And, like, if you think I'm funny, here's a way you can contribute to my bottom line with funny. Right. Then I fell in love with doing stand-up.
0: Right. Um, Now, you were basically just hosting the show. You would invite comics, or would you let the club just uh, pick whoever? No, I picked. Yeah.
1: I picked everybody. I'd I'd go to... I loved comedy watching it. I'd go to all these different shows, find who I liked, and my goal was to make a mixed crowd. Because in New York, a lot of places there's... White rooms or urban mainstream rooms. rooms, yeah, urban rooms, black rooms, and especially
0: with bringing Hot ninety seven crowd, you're bringing a predominantly urban.
1: Very much so, right? But I would always make sure it was mixed audience and mixed comics. Mm-hmm. So you see Patrice O'Neill, Tracy Morgan, and then Mike Vecchione, right? Or uh, Dan Natterman, and I'm always you make sure can't get any different. And any I would, more would and I would I would program it to be like, okay, this is going to be great for my audience, like loud energy first. Then a, a mid level energy guy, and then like a left turn, which would be like a Natterman or something. Sure, sure. And then another high energy to get him back. I and love a, that. And then a
0: and someone at the end to like, you know No, I think that, that that just to stop there for a second, I think that what's great about that is that's music brain. Yes. That's that's where I love talking music and comedy with musicians just, that are in comedy because you know you 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 want that heartbeat. You can't have just flat line and yes. you can't have all spikes. Right. You got to have that rhythm, and that's so important. Yeah. And hosting, which you and I both do at The Cellar. Yeah. I feel like we're that kind of – we're the conduit between yeah. the various different well, levels. Well, that's what know? makes
1: a good host and a okay, – uh, any, anyone can host, but some people suck at it because they're like – they just want to do their jokes. Right. I care about the whole night.
0: I feel like I'm I'm literally like introducing – it's like I'm setting people up yeah. on dates. You know, it's like, here's yes. Lenny Marcus. You guys just saw, right. you know, whoever. Like, let's let's get together. You're going to love this dude. And I feel like I almost kind of have to maybe yeah. hear if I'm going to bring it down or bring it up or whatever. Right, and yeah. if somebody
1: went too long, you know how to make the, the spot in between quick. Right. If somebody kind of bombed, which happens sometimes, you know how to bring it back. Bring
0: it back up. That's DJing. That's right. Oh, yeah? That's yeah?
1: DJing. Okay. And that's the thing where, like, when I started doing comedy... I was like, oh, the reason why I did so well in the beginning, I already had stage presence. Yep. Because I've been on stage for 20 years, not 15 years at the time. Uh, okay, so I'm not nervous grabbing the mic. Uh, hello, like I already had stage presence. Yep. Boom, that cut three years off my yes. comedy trajectory. Right. Then I was I would do it and I'm like, oh, you got to read the room. That's DJing. What type of night is it? Is a lot of older white ladies, a lot of younger kids? Or is it Midwesterners? Is it New Yorkers? Savvy crowd that's DJing. I would walk into a corporate event. It's different than a nightclub. You're like, okay, they want to hear "Don't Stop Believing," right? Or they want to hear Cardi B. Which one is it? Okay. You can't play Cardi B at the corporate event, or you can, but not
0: right away. Maybe later on in the night after all, some it's drinks. It's all and shit, right? DJing to me. Okay. So you reading a room as a DJ. Yes. Again, that's so fascinating to me because it's too, It's the same thing. You're standing up there looking at a crowd, yeah. reading the crowd. I played guitar, and I was in a band, so I would want to read the crowd, but we would come up with a set list. Right. But every now and then, being the singer and the rhythm guitar player in the band, I would look and be like, these people aren't paying attention yeah. to us. Call so let's go to the heavy. Yeah, so yeah. I'd turn back and be like, yo, let's skip to the last song. Let's, let's open with our closer yeah. and then figure it out. And then that was fun to do, yeah. and I feel like with with hosting comedy, especially in a room like The Cellar, where you know, we're spoiled there, because there's we good are. comedy crowds, yeah. but you do some rooms, man, where it's like, you know, you gotta really sweat it out up there, yeah. for, and, and, and I think we both care about our friends as comics, because yes. we want to make sure they go up to a hot, a hot room. hot room. So when you're reading a room as a DJ, yeah. what does that entail? Like. When you're up there, are you making audible? Are you calling audibles like every yes. two seconds? Are you going up with a set list, or do you I kinda... have, I, I'm over preparer,
1: so I definitely have a set list in mind, but it could change at any. What second. does
0: that mean as like a DJ? Because for those that don't DJ, like what does it mean to prepare to over prepare for uh, a set?
1: All right. Well, over preparing is different than preparing. Um, so, like something like this, this cruise, for example, and I did it last year, so I got a, an idea, a better idea. But I'm thinking of who's an Impractical Joker fan, who's just along for the ride. You know what I'm saying? I look last night. I DJ'd DJed in, in Bar City and on the ship. There's a lot of older white people. Or yeah. Mostly white people. Mostly. Pretty
0: much 98%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and not even on the whole cruise, but like in that room. Liquored so like, up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Um, I go pop songs. I go songs that everyone knows. And then from there I'll experiment and throw in like a uh, like a like a latin a latin pop song, see if they move or see if I stop a lot of people. Okay. But it worked. Then I was like, "Okay, I'm going to get a little grimy. I'm going to start playing some trap hip hop." It didn't work. Shut everybody down. You just see the vibe stop. Okay. Everybody's dancing going crazy, energetic. Okay. Like I'm thinking in my mind, this is like a white wedding. <laughs>
2: yeah, right? totally. That's right. where I start. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like I literally Googled white wedding anthems yeah. before I came on the ship. No shit. Just to
0: make sure I didn't miss That's a couple. That's hilarious. Like I heard a bunch of Bon Jovi in there last night. In a
1: hip-hop club, I'm not playing um, Brown Eyed Girl. No, right? but at a white wedding, you're playing I it a, twice. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and so like I looked at the crowd. I was like, let me start white wedding and see how far dark I could go. Yeah. And it didn't work, so I brought it back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: totally. You did it. You fucking you crushed, man. Thanks. And we were all pissed when it was ending because then it went to karaoke, which yeah. was a train wreck. <laughs> but it was really like I love watching cuz it's like you're up there painting a masterpiece, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's nice to see when you can when you're on stage and you're telling jokes and you can you know, hold the strings yeah. and you know that people are going to laugh. So you dangle that yeah. fucking finger a little bit. You're doing the same thing with yeah. music. And it the, the, the thing that is so, that intertwines between music and comedy is watching people react to what we do. Yes. It's fucking huge, dude. I, I agree.
2: You know? And I,
1: I know how to play. S- like, you know, you're like, okay, once I play this song at this part, there's going to be a scream. Yeah. Right? And if there's no scream, something's. Horribly wrong because I know when I play DMX Party Up, yeah, and I play it from the bridge, right? So I scratch it in and go one, two, meet me outside, meet me outside, right? (laughs) And then from that I go to the intro. If I don't get a scream on that bridge, and then I just play the intro one little part, and then I get out of it. But then I'm like, if they're not reacting to this, something's right wrong in the room. It's time to reset because that's a that's one of the top five party anthems right right so i know how to um but like yeah i love it when you fucking know you're gonna get a scream right here the only thing i like comedy better is that no matter how great of a dj you are you're playing someone else's
0: art gotcha yeah i understand what when you're you saying. do stand up you it's your it art yeah so
1: that's like i'm talking about 4852. like i love both yeah but it's you know,
0: such a yeah. That's an interesting point.
1: And like, as a DJ, it's not like a band because you're up there by yourself. No, well, the, it's, I'm saying if you if you're playing original music and it sucks or you're not getting a great reaction, you're fucking stuck. Yeah. I I talk on the mic a lot. I'm, I consider myself an entertainer, part of DJing. Right. If it's not working, I can lower the lights and just play the hits. And get away with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can hide almost. I can. You can hide. Yeah,
0: you're like the the man behind the curtain. Yeah, you can hide totally. Also, one thing that's pretty cool about you that I've noticed with DJing is you're always welcome to people up there hanging with you, friends. Yeah, I don't mind like not the audience. I don't mind
1: audience either, as long as they don't get
0: annoying. People try to touch your shit every now and then.
1: Yeah, but I don't mind. Like everybody wants to hit the air horn button. I'm fine with that. Um, It's just when they get. I like energy right around me. Like I don't like DJ booths that are like far up. Yeah, I like to be right in the
0: middle. But then you do have to deal with that drunk guy or the drunk girl. Right? Have you considered? Do you consider this like a layup, kinda, or is any as all of them? No, where you you have to go in prepare. Like, do you know what I mean? Are there some where you kind of just phone it in and just say, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna not <sighs> kick back and play the hits like you were saying. No, I know but what you're saying.
1: I, this crowd is. It, it is a bit of a layup, because this crowd is, like, here to have fun. Right. You paid money to get a room. It's white wedding. Yeah, you're here to have fun, where, like, some bars are, like, some guy in depre- is depressed in the corner. <laughs> He's like, dude, can you shut the fuck up? Yeah, like, they don't want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, it's not that.
0: Do you have any, like, what? what do you, did you have any, like, ideal DJing gigs that, like, were your dream? Like, you look back and you're like, this was the most kick-ass fucking moment. Oh, yeah. DJing. Well,
1: uh, well, I didn't know it was a dream until it happened. Um, so I'm on Rock Nation, which is Jay-Z's company. Yes. And Jay-Z, Rock Nation owns Tidal. So it's, uh, the third Tidal concert just passed in October. But uh, two years ago was the first one ever. It's a Tidal concert. Basically, it's, every, it's like 30 performers... They're only doing like one, two, maybe three songs, okay? Because it's kind of like the concert is like title on shuffle, so it's oh, like a okay. live cool. shuffle, nice. right? Oh wow! That's so yeah, so they like they'll do like a hit and like one of their new songs. Great, theoretically, but it kind of threw the room off a little bit because it's like you want to s- you see your favorite artist, and the room is so mixed, yeah. like Ti and then Thomas Rhett. Oh wow! And it was like. Uh, <laughs> TI fans are like Who the fuck is this guy
0: right. <laughs> yeah, right Yeah So you got people Shuffling in and out probably Like grabbing drinks like Well they would thing. just sit down yeah. yeah It was
1: more like a What kind of room was it It was at the Barclays Center Oh Basketball Oh arena. shit I didn't know that So I opened up I played from like 7.30 to 8 Not a soul No one gave a shit So I'm just hanging out Oh in the middle There's this uh, There's this main stage And in the middle There was this little round stage So like Uh, Usher performed on the main stage And then give it time To set up the next act They would have a group Like a hip hop group And that little circle stage Because all they need is a DJ Right So like the Flatbush Zombies Were on that little thing But it's still in the middle Look cool They come up to me They're like uh, Sife Something's wrong with Beyonce's Something gear Or wardrobe something Um, Can you stall Can you DJ for like five minutes so I was like, yeah, cool. Uh-huh. So I start going where I DJed before on the main stage. They're like, no, uh, go in the middle. The DJ's already set up in the middle. So I'm like, all right, sh- I'm, I'm not prepared. Yeah. I'm fucking scrambling.
0: No, 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 just stop right here for a second. Yeah. What, can you just go from one stage to another? Like, what do you have to bring with you? Do you bring your, like... Just a laptop. Your, that's it? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. All right, laptop, yeah. yeah, the gears I'm just are wondering if, like Yeah, so you just plug into it like a well, USB uh, and...
1: Yeah, hopefully, I mean, it's a big production, so as long as the... DJ setup has the program called Serato. Uh-huh. Or the, the interface. I have Serato on my computer. As yep. long as it has it.
0: You plug right in, plug you're good right to go. In.
1: Okay, cool. So but this was hours later. Okay. This was like eleven. Okay. So I'm like, uh okay, cool, cool, cool. And so I run over, I get on, I play the first song, and I always start well not always, but I just to palate cleanse. I play. Um, you ever seen the movie uh, Step Brothers? Yeah. You know the opera song he sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. So I play that, and people are like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> but I do that to like get everyone's attention.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great.
1: The fucking circle stage starts rising up while you're playing that. Yeah, it rises <laughs> to like 15 feet. It never rose for anyone else. People were performing on that stage all night. All of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Oh, my God. So I'm
1: 15 feet above the ground, <laughs> and I, it ended up being 10 minutes. Mike, when I tell you, I fucking murdered it. Oh, my God. Like, because God. the room was ready to party. Yeah. Because everything was kind of, like, so choppy. Not to say it wasn't good, but it was, like... They just needed that burst of energy.
0: And you felt it right away.
1: Oh, man. I fu- and I'm funny when I DJ, especially now after being a comic. Yeah, you're fucking around. So I like I do a lot of—basically, I, I do crowd work while DJing.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's and great. And they
1: fucking went nuts, man. So te- it was a flash. I, I have the video. I watch it back and be like, I don't even remember that. I don't remember that. And my face is on the big screen. like People and I'm, just going crazy. Yeah, so there's a song I play. It's called Palant. It's, it's like a soca song. And as we're in the Barclays in Brooklyn. You know how many West Indians are there? So I'm making them do the dance. And I'm like, if there's someone next to you that doesn't know how to do it, show them how to do it. Nice. Then I look, then there's this fucking old white guy just sitting there. Oh, and I was like, Is any if you're if you're from an island, you know this song. So I I stopped the music. I'm like, sir, where are you fucking from? And I'm fifteen feet this guy. He looks up, he's like, huh? Where are you from? Go, I go Manhattan. That's an island. Stand up. <laughs> I'm dancing. And I was like, girls, teach them how to do it. And they're like, everyone's having a great time. I get down, and the security guy grabs me. He's like, Yo, you got to go backstage now. I'm high off the fucking. Yeah,
0: you're re- yeah, yeah, you're real. Yeah.
1: I'm like, wow, shit. Everybody's like, Yo, you
2: killed it. You killed
1: it. The guy's like, You got to go backstage now. I was like, Fuck, what did I do? Yeah. I was like, Did I maybe? Because when I DJ, I go in a zone. Right. I was like, did I say something bad? Did I fucking.
0: Your guilt kicked I in right away. Did I fuck
1: with a sponsor or a race or something? I go back. He drags me to Jay-Z. Jay-Z I've known since 96. Okay. He's my manager now. But our relationship, like, it's just, it's very cool. Okay. He never gets excited. He's a very cool dude. He has the biggest smile on his on his face. He goes, "What the fuck was that? What was? I've never seen you do that." I'm oh like, my God. "Oh, this is what I do." He goes, "Yo, that was fucking crazy." <laughs> and yo, the excitement oh in my his face—I
0: must have felt so. Yeah, it was good. crazy. I bet you had tears coming. It was in your crazy. Eyes. Yeah,
1: and then Khaled was there. Khaled's photographer was taking pictures. It took me almost a year and a half to get that picture. From fucking Cowlitz Photographer. I finally got of it. Of
0: you 15 feet up. No, no, no. I got all that. Oh, oh J, yeah. The J moment. Oh, you and J. Oh, yeah, wow, the man. the J moment. Jesus and, Christ. But he was like,
1: yo, that's crazy. What the fuck, man? How you, how'd you do? Like, asking <sighs> me, like, how'd you do that? I was like. Uh, you just did it. So he goes, yo. He goes. Th- he's saying this before he's going on stage. Yo. When I go on tour, you're doing that same shit. You're doing that same shit. I was like DJ for you he goes no not DJ for me play before I come out Wow I was like,
0: what now it's your instrument now it's what? not you're not you're not behind it's you yeah, it's me yeah
1: because a lot of it is the things I say and how
0: I bring the songs in of course. Well, it's what separates you from everybody else, man. You know. Yeah, I think so. Man, that's fucking yeah. unbelievable. So, but then and to get that instant gratification. Going, when you going on tour?
1: He goes, oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not working on anything. <laughs> so, right? Isn't that always the way it is? Yeah. So then, finally, he puts out this album recently, and I start hitting him some tour. Some tour. He goes, Ah, uh, it's more like emotionals. It's not really. Cr- I was like, fuck. Oh.
0: Fuck! Man. Fuck! You almost have to send him that video.
1: I know. I should send it again. You but. should be
0: like, next time you sit down to write, let me open up for you before you open the notebook. <laughs> right. Let me get you fucking fired get up you again. Energized, dude. That's so amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's it, it's and it's it's one of those. You know, so I open up for the jokers, and it's yeah. fun when you go do the Wang Theater or Constitution Hall or yeah. like these big theaters that have five six thousand people. And they're there to see them. Right. But these fans are so great. And it's yeah. like, you know, you go out there and you do a good set. And there are those sets where you're just dancing. Yeah. Where there's no, that like you just, you just go up and let the words roll off your tongue. Yeah. And it's just bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And that's such a great feeling, you know. Um, but to have Jay-Z right there, too, being like. I
1: know. is fucking. And again, I know him, like him
0: forever. Big, but it was a moment. Well, you know him from the radio, right? But even Yeah,
1: before that. But yeah, yesterday.
0: Yesterday we were talking about, um, it was one of those, like, I just wanted to keep going with the conversation, but I wanted to oh, save yeah, it for yeah. this. I've been doing a ton of road shit with comedy lately, and I'm excited to be done. Once this cruise lands, yeah, no more road for the rest of the year for right. me, and I'm so excited. Got a new apartment in Astoria, like, yep. I'm excited to just, like, unpack and get going. And then you were talking about how, like, you kind of, like, had to make a decision yeah. about working the road or staying, Yeah. So bring me back to that time. Like, let's talk about that.
1: So um, so I interned on Hot 97 for Funkmaster Flex. And maybe five years in, yeah, roughly four or five years in, He he's like the biggest radio guy in New York. Right. That's a hip-hop DJ. Yep. He wants to start. Legend.
0: Absolute yeah. legend.
1: He hates traveling. He hates, like, he's like a homebody he likes doing like business deals. He decides he wants to go on a um, he decides he wants to go on a on a on a like a little tour, the colleges, little cities, all the stuff on the weekends or no, any whatever anytime during the week. So I did a couple with him. I loved it. I love the road. I love traveling. I love DJing out of town. I love it. Yeah. So then, um, so he's like, yo. What were
0: the gigs like? Like, when you did the colleges, what were they? Were they, like, at, like, local? Were they at on campus? Were they at local clubs?
1: Some clubs, some campuses, just, like, DJing is, like, I don't know, like, it's the easiest thing because people have parties everywhere for any reason.
0: Now it's out of control. There's too many DJs. Yeah, everybody's a fucking DJ. Well, just like comedy, though, there's, like, there's all, you know, shit comedy, and there's good... It's the same thing. Same thing. I'm telling you, the, the,
1: the worlds run parallel. There's a lot of people who think they're DJs because it's so easy to do now. Yeah. You buy a computer, you get all the free music online, you're a DJ. Right. Before, we used to have to fucking
0: struggle to get music. What did you do? What did you used to have to do to get music? No,
1: First of all, you're paying half your paycheck on records. Right. You have to buy records every week. And if you're a hip hop DJ, you have to buy two of the same record because that's how you cut back and forth. Okay. So you're buying. Every week you have to buy records.
0: Did you did anybody teach you how or did you just learn?
1: Uh I learned. I started on my own and then really the credit goes to this guy, DJ Riz. Okay. Who's he's actually the guy who introduced me to Flex. Okay. He okay. was like down with Flex. He's still to this day one of the sickest DJs, like technical DJs ever. Like it's like he's like a robot. But he taught me how to do <laughs> all that stuff. So Flex the, the parties were like and I'm opening up. Same with comedy as an yeah. opener. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We're opening up. And it was so fun. And he's like, yo, Flex says, yo, you got to make a choice. You could either go on the road with me and open up, or you could stay at the radio station and fill in for me. And at the time, I was like, well, I want to do more on the radio. I should probably pick that. And it just led to this long career of being at the radio station. And I couldn't travel as much as I wanted to. Yeah. But um. But uh, you know, there was other guys that went on the road with him, and then once the road was done, they were kind of done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You made the right choice for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I that's where I made my name, and you get more popular, where millions of people are hearing you as opposed to.
0: Well, dude, you're you're on. Uh, I mean, you're on fucking billboards all over Manhattan. You're Used driving to be. on. Well, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're back there oh, yeah. now. You know. Yeah. You're driving in, you get about to get on like the RFK Bridge, yeah. and there, there's your face. Yeah, yeah I used yeah. To see it all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's cool. But, but being in the studio, so so you had to basically decide. Yeah, I had the or, at that moment. Yeah. yeah, and you you happy with the decision that you made? Obviously,
1: yes. Mm. No, I'm happy, but I love traveling. See, here's the thing: he, he hates traveling, so I don't know if I made. I'm not. I don't have no regrets. Um. But well, I'm just wondering if I made the right choice. But like you said, because happiness guys. is the is the key. Yeah, happiness to me is the key to life. So if I'm happier traveling, I did like the radio. But the last, especially the last two years, were hell. How long did, did were you in there? I uh, the last day I was there for 17. 17, 17 years, years. And a dude. Months. That's crazy. And going into that building, <sighs> like not full in the beginning, it wasn't full time, but um towards the last seven years was like every single day except Sundays.
0: and you were basically every night you had shit to do probably too right a lot With of promo times, yeah. and a lot of i mean you know
1: yeah well that when i started doing the morning show that's when i got definitely more into comedy because i was like all right my night can be over by midnight instead of four yeah
0: you know yeah
1: and morning show i had to be there at five
0: so that's crazy man yeah but, but now, now i love traveling yeah like. now i'm free but, I mean, now now would you go out and... Can you can you pair the two? Can you yeah. go out and do DJing and comedy yeah, on the road?
1: Well, yeah, I do it. Oh, so that's the thing. The reason why um, I hate... Not hated radio, but when you stay in New York, you get very popular in New York, the outside region, northeast. Sure. If I go to fucking the Midwest... A couple, You know when YouTube came out People started knowing me Especially for my interviews But they think I'm funny Yeah They don't really know the DJ skills Right So I could do more comedy in other places My dream This is my dream You wanna hear my dream? I wanna hear it Cause I also do improv Yeah? So my dream is to go to a town Like like Thursday do an improv show Friday do stand up And then at night do a party Like DJ and after party and then Saturday, same thing: stand up show, after party. That's
0: fucking amazing. Dude.
1: That and that, that's my dream to like have that's, all that's
0: those a, of different. Avenues, you know, that's amazing.
1: But like, look, I'm on this cruise. I'm doing comedy and DJing. Yeah, like people are starting to see it. I DJ. I travel with Chappelle sometimes. I do DJing. I open
0: the show and then I do stand up. You just did the shows with him at. Uh... Radio, Radio City, City yeah. how great was, was legendary. that? Yeah, amazing. I mean, amazing. And what a good dude. He's somebody that really takes care of the people that he loves.
1: Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Um, I also do that with Michael Che. Mm-hmm. Like me me and Michael Che from Saturday Night Live do. So like it's starting to come together. It's but it's my own path.
0: Of course. You what can't DJ pitch. does
1: stand up? What stand-ups can DJ? It's not many.
0: No. You know, and you're you, and that's the thing that's important. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like that, the cream rises to the top. Of course, there's a million DJs, but just like there's a million comics. Yeah. When you first, what the fuck? How'd you, f- <laughs> how'd you first decide that you wanted to fuck with? You know, some some people pick up a guitar. Yeah. Some people start re- writing rhymes and stuff. How did, right. When did you decide like that you wanted to start? How old were you when you got your first, oh DJ like, turntable and shit like um, that? Um.
1: Yeah. So like I would say like fifteen, sixteen. I lived in the Bronx. No, nothing. All I wanted to do when I was a kid was be a Marine. Really? All I did was watch TV and watch war movies. That's all I did. Never played outside. No sports. Did you have a big family? No. Small family. Not a lot of friends. I just watched. Like, I could quote Platoon to you back then. Yeah. One time I was like, I told my mom, I said something. I said, oh, these fucking gooks. And my mom slapped the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> but I didn't, I was just. It was I a line in the movie. From the movie. Yeah, from <laughs> Vietnam movies.
2: My That's mom slapped great. the
1: shit out of me, yo. And my mom never hit me. Yeah. And she slapped me across the face. She was like, don't you ever talk like that. I was like, I'll just. It's, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought, I didn't even know it was a slur. I thought it was just like. Just a funny what word. They call it, yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom gets a promotion. She used to work for FedEx. We moved to Long Island. Okay. Now I'm in a white town. How old are you? S- summer of uh, before I was a sophomore, so fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. 15. I mean culture shock. <clears throat> Hip hop was everywhere around me, so it wasn't that special okay. in the Bronx. Yeah. It just was. I mean,
0: growing up in the Bronx is I mean that's you're yeah, there. That's like just, being like Harlem and like, Jazz. Yeah,
1: playing Big Daddy Kane at, at lunchtime at school was just the norm. When I moved to Long Island, I was like, Oh, that's it's very different.
0: So not of Billy Joel. To try to <laughs> I mean kids like <laughs> hip hop but No, I know, but white kids. Yeah.
1: So then yeah. I so then I got more into it because it kept me closer to my neighborhood. Okay. I watched, you know, video music box was like a local video show, M T V jam I mean M T V raps. Yep. All that stuff. And then um I tried to rap. It was horrible. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, maybe DJing would be good because, or producing because I'm like, I'm like, well, that's music. You can learn music. You can learn how to, if you study, you can learn how to play. Or if right. you practice enough, I feel like rapping is like a natural skill. It's like writing a joke, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, it's so like, you
0: have it. You have. it. Yeah. If you haven't right.
1: done, or if you, even if you get it. Even if someone else tells a joke and you get it, like if it's like one of those left field jokes. Sure. And you laugh where other people are like, oh. Your brain's
0: got to be wired a certain yeah. way to be able to write rhymes, I'd imagine. So,
1: yeah, I wasn't good at it. I was like, okay, maybe if I practice DJing, like put hours in, I can get good at it. Okay. So I, my stepfather had a little DJ thing,
0: turntable. Like, an old, like two turntables? No,
1: he had one turntable and one mixer. And I had a turntable, and I just put it together. It used to be on my floor. Okay. And, I, and then hours and hours and hours in my room. And my mom was like, what are you doing in there? Like you have to get out of your room. And I was just hours. As soon as I get home from school. And I, boom, 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 just practicing, practicing, practicing. They got so mad, my stepfather took his turntable and mixer away. Oh, shit. That day I got a job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, tot- you're like fuck this. Yeah, my mom was you like, no, you've been in there. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, and my mom was like, you're in your room too much. I was like, cool. And I walked t- across the street like two blocks, and I got a-, a first spot I went into is a spot called Chicken Choice. <laughs> it's like one of those like local fried chicken spots. Okay, yeah, where yeah. you get like you know you get like fried zucchini, French fries, onion rings, grilled chicken or fried chicken. I walked in. And uh, the guy, I can't remember, his name was Lou. He had he had a missing, like, one leg. Oh, one shit. leg was, like, fake.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I walk in, I was like, hey, I'm looking for an application. He goes, you want to start right now? Because they had just opened recently, so okay. it's kind of new. Okay. I was like, yeah. And I started working at Chicken Choice. Free food. You know what I'm saying? Perfect. And saved up and bought another turntable and a mixer and just fucking went from there. You how know? long
0: did it take? So how long were you without... Do you remember? Like, was it a long period of time remember. you had it to wait? Could be long because, like, but you still had that one record player, and you had your records. Yes. So, were you still able to like practice? Well, yeah, you could, yeah, but yeah. it's not
1: as good without. Um, well, I would play a because um, you want to scratch over a beat, so I would just play a song over uh, like a cassette, like a tape of, deck, of a, yeah, yeah, and then just scratch over that. Okay. Just practice okay. It. But it wasn't long. Like, within the first two or three paychecks... You were able to pick I, up Like, if stuff. I was getting... second like secondhand stuff? Yeah. If I was getting 300 bucks a week or whatever it was, I got a shitty turntable, OK Mixer, then and then from there, saved up and then got a good turntable, and then, you know...
0: Did you pick up music from your mom? Like, it would, no, did you grow man. up, like, with music? No,
1: music wasn't around me a lot. Music wasn't around me a lot. It was, um... It was, I don't know, like it was just that, moving to Long Island is like, I just started recording MTV raps on a VHS tape, and then I would just watch the same episode over Over and and over. over. And you get to know it so Yeah, I still
0: have those tapes. You wear those fucking things out sometimes. Yeah. And I was just
1: like, okay, like Premiere was my favorite, DJ Premiere from Gangstar. Okay. And I would just watch him scratch in the videos, and then I would listen to the radio where hip hop wasn't around every day like it is now. It was Fridays and Saturday nights. Yeah, late. And then K Capri had a show on WBLS. It was six fifty to seven thirty. Holy and shit. And I would listen to I would always make sure I would wash the dishes at Chicken Choice at six fifty. So you i bet, like, yo, I'm gonna go wash the dishes. And I am listen to K Capri. No shit. And he was fucking cutting like crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know where I don't know where the music came from. Like it wasn't big in my family. My mom had a very small record collection, like nothing like I was so inspired by my mom's records. You OK. Know? It was just, yeah. It yeah. I got more into, like, the culture.
0: All right. You know, and I found, like, an, uh, an identity. Now you start you start scratching. You got your you, you buy your stuff. You're working at Chicken Choice. Yeah. How do you hook up with this mentor?
2: Um. So Like, where
0: does one like say, you know, like right now, if a young kid wants to start stand up, he can go to a local open mic. What yeah. was it like for you with DJ and like how did you like so, get out of your off your floor in the yeah. bedroom?
1: So then I was like um well I went to high school was okay. Nothing really happened there. Made a couple mixtapes. I did once <laughs> I did one high school party. Yeah. I played all hip hop. They were like, "Can we hear some house music or some like pop music?" I was like, "I don't have that."
0: So, <laughs> what the, was your technology <laughs> at that point it was records, right? Yeah. So you couldn't yeah. just be like, let I me mean, download this no. quick. You no, had no, no, what you, you had. carry crates. Whatever you carried is
1: what you played. Um, yeah, I only had like one crate back then. It was horrible. It was horrible. And there was like a CD. Was he a CD? No, I, there was no CDs back
0: then. When would you graduate high school? Just so we, I have an idea as to like what uh, years. 94. Okay. All right, yeah. all right. So this is, yeah, like 89, 90,
1: 91. Yeah, I went, yeah 91 to 94 in yeah. that school. Yeah. And, uh. Anyway, whatever. So then I went to, I get a full <laughs> academic scholarship to NYU. Really? Yeah.
0: You were good in SAT, school.
1: Yeah. I, I sucked at homework, but tests and like cl- reports blazed through them. Nothing. You, you I was, crushed like, your SATs. Every book report I wrote the night before, everyone. And nailed it. In the Bronx, I was protected by the local thugs because I would do their book reports. Really, like nothing. It was I just no I don't know. shit. Easy. Wow. I would read like the you know they're like yo can you write a book and I would like use the same book but change some words. You yeah. just
0: had the you had the gift. Yeah, I didn't know it was a good gift at a good math time. too.
1: No, math's okay. Yeah, I mean enough. I mean enough to where I got good on the SAT. Yeah, but that, I don't look at it as math. I look at it as like a like a
0: puzzle, like. You're an interesting dude like that, man, not, where you, yeah, you have a way of looking at things. Yeah, you're not going to really you find a way to avoid anxiety. You're not going to use this math in
1: life. Right. This math is only for this test. Jesus. See, people get upset. They're like, oh, you know, what do I need it for? No, no, no. You need it for this test. Just
0: do it. and don't be Just done with do it. it. Yeah.
1: So I would figure out the tricks and like there's a lot of tricks to the SATs. So I don't know how I'm not super smart like a professor, but I know how to.
0: Work a work at the standardized yeah. test, yeah, yeah. And so, people don't realize we had those Scantron bubble in yeah. fucking things too. I, know. I cheated off, I cheated on my SATs <laughs> on the wrong test because remember they gave away different two, ones, right? Yeah, and I wasn't paying attention <laughs> and I was just looking at like this Asian this like Asian <laughs> chicks test and I fucking ate shit, dude. I think I got like a six <laughs> something. Oh my god! So I had god. to take it again. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. But anyway, so you so, yeah, get a so full NYU, ride to NYU, but
1: I don't take it. I go. I want, I'm stubborn. I wanted to go to Nassau Community College because oh, they had. Wow. I know my mom was still pissed. They had a program for studio recording technology. Okay, so to be like an engineer, in which a was studio. a
0: new, kind of a new thing at that time, right? I'm sure that every school didn't have that. No, you know what that's I mean? the thing. Like, yeah,
1: it wasn't new in the world, right? But, but it this was... guy started this program looking back, well, first of all, I went into that class. I mean, every test was like highest grade in the class, Luis Diaz, Luis Diaz. Like I murdered it. And then once a week we would go to an actual studio and like like not on campus. Like go to a studio and like run sessions and stuff. Because I, cause you I felt was at like home right away. But huh? that, but this goes back to the um I'm not a rapper, but technology to be, be an engineer, be a producer, be a DJ. You just got to learn it.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like math.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like art to me. It was like I can learn how to move these knobs and make music or be part of it somehow, even yeah. though I'm not a musician. Yeah. So I was killing that, killing it, killing it. Then it was only a one-year program. The next semester I go back and start taking regular classes like English and Geography I was, I was like, you know what? I'm out. I learned what you needed yeah, to I'm learn. Out. I know what I'm doing with my yeah. life. I'm out. So Great. then I start. Um, so anyway, I fucked up. I should have went to NYU because everything I learned in that class, you can just intern at a studio and learn the same things. Maybe not as organized. He, he, good dude. He structured it very well. Yeah. You remember those? You remember? Um, you're from New York, right? Or New York area? Yeah, Connecticut originally. Okay. Yeah. You know, remember those? On the radio, there would be these, it was technically a commercial, but there'd be like a guy reviewing a movie. Yeah. He'd be like, hey, this is so-and-so. We're going to check out this movie. And he would get like a review. Yeah. My teacher was the engineer for those commercials. Oh, no shit. So every week, every month, he'd be like, I got to go do my Connecticut gig. He would record it in Connecticut. No way. And that was like his main gig to record that guy doing movie time. Just getting whatever whatever
0: money he has to get to make it.
1: Yeah, that's engineers that, like, that's you it. know... I have
0: very good friends that do all the voiceover commercial stuff for, like, car dealerships in Connecticut, yeah. and their bread and butter yeah, is those commercials so they can record their music at night. Right. You know, so, so you they make
1: money, yeah. 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 So fucking... So anyway, so um, so in college, I meet a couple people. Um, you know, it's where you find yourself, all that good shit. Yeah. So I meet a guy, he's producing some rap group, and they're going to go to a college station, WBAU, at Adelphi. And I was like, yo, can I go with you? He's like, yeah. So we go to the college station. DJ Riz is the DJ. Wild Man Steve is the host. And I'm in fucking heaven. Like, wait a minute. They're playing music and it's going out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never even heard of college radio before this. The rap group, I don't remember who they were. They weren't good. Producer Kid just happened to ask to go on there. As soon as I get there... We do the interview, they leave. I ask the host, I'm like, "Hey, is there anything I could do here? Like, do you need any help? Yeah. Can I get you food? Like, what can I do?" He's like, "You can answer the phones." He's like, "If you come next week, you can answer the phones." I mean, there wasn't a Monday that went by that I wasn't there, you know. Wow. And uh, but this has been my whole career. It's getting in where I fit in and figuring it out.:
0: uh, dude, amen to that. That's the uh, only yeah. way. I mean there's no other way. They're, they're I mean, really, there are other ways, but I mean, but the, the the most pure yeah. path is just like go, just follow your senses. Yeah. You follow your nose, and you find the people you attract to the people that you need to be yeah. attracted to. Right? You know what I mean? And then and they then, like, just, they, use, they give you the key I to the next door. I use something
1: I have, like DJ Riz. I was like, he's like, oh, um, yo, don't forget, he's on the radio. Like, yo, don't forget Saturday. I'm at Don Hills, Lower Manhattan. That so I was like, yo, can I can I go with you? And He's like, yeah. Um, He's like, yo, you drive because I don't have a car. I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, can you pick me up and then you could go with me. There wasn't a gig after that that I didn't pick him up for. Yeah, yeah, like I was in my car at a shitty fucking—I don't remember where—Honda Prelude or some shit. (laughs) I'd go to his house in fucking Canarsie, Brooklyn, pick him up, and every week I'd go a little earlier because he'd be like getting his records ready. He taught me how to like BPM records, which is like count the tempo. Okay. All that now is done in a computer. I used to sit there for a minute with a stopwatch, one, two, three, four, five, and get the speed of the record.
2: Wow.
1: He would get the BPMs. He would put a sticker on the on the on the vinyl cover, uh, the name of the song, you know, eighty-three BPMs. The B side, ninety-two BPMs. He would put a sticker. Um, back then we would put a sticker on the vinyl to line up with the needle so we know where the part you want to cut is. So you'd
0: use like a little sticker. Yeah. Like a I know little... chalk, people use, people use chalk yeah, too, right? Yeah,
1: people would fuck up their records using crazy shit. Yeah. I would just use little, like... Like post-it notes sticky. Yeah, cards. stabs. Yeah. Uh, not stabs. Um, what do you call it? What's it? What is it? Stab. Tabs. Tabs, yeah. Little tabs. Boom. And I would watch him do all that, learn, okay. boom. That he'd go to a club and he was he was sick. My DJ style to this day he didn't talk though. My DJ style to this day is trying to copy him. Mu- uh, technically, okay. And then I got and then I learned then I got my personality, which made me different than him. Okay. But um, I still to this day like try to m- match
0: what he used to do, and then um. What was it that you saw when you watched him, like student teacher, like
1: okay, like. Um, well, okay. So a lot of DJs, it's different now because everything's computerized. But a lot of DJs would just take good songs and stop one song and play the next, or scratch it in. But the tempos would always be off. When you when you know how to when you know the BPMs, you keep everything in like in a range. Oh wow! So like this song, this song I'm playing right now, Smith and Wesson, um, Soundboy Burial. I think it's eighty-eight BPMs. Most Black Moon Smith and Wesson records at that time were like that tempo, so they go good together. Okay. Then it'd be like OC or Digging in the Crates, Diamond D, all this '90s hip hop, and then like jump around. House of Pain is like one hundred and eight. That's fast. Yeah. So if you play it right after that, some people have a style where it works. Me, it sounds like it's too all over the place.
0: Okay. So I try to keep my shit in grooves, okay. Certain grooves. So would you move up in increments? Let's say you wanted to get from there to House of Pain, and you were at eighty-eight. Yeah. You had to get to one hundred six. Would you go eighty-eight to like eighty-eight to yeah. ninety to like ninety-four? Yeah, unless you like had to do it right, or then. just get House of Pain out of there.
1: Yeah, or you do like um, you gotta do like a distraction where you spin it back, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. Like,
0: just throw everybody off. Throw completely. it off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the thing with Riz is like he would count the the beats before either the hook or the verse started so so you listen to one song and then out of nowhere the next song comes in right at the hook okay. so it's like super exciting yeah, yeah right
0: i've noticed that about what you do too yeah i do that a yeah. lot that's all riz it's just really that's okay all riz. it's like merging traffic with yeah. you you got something coming up the up the ramp while something else is kind yes. of getting off, and they like that's a off. great analogy. Yeah. That's, I've noticed that a lot with you. And I, um,
1: but the only difference is I talk, so I have a lot more uh, tricks to get to different tempos. I'll stop a song and be like, "Yo, you know what? We're gonna turn this shit up." Boom, and then go like, I can go from eighty to one hundred and twenty because I'm
0: like stopping it. You're the bridge. Yeah, yeah, I just
1: hate when you're DJing and someone's dancing in a groove, and then you just play this other tempo. And they give you this dirty look to the DJ booth. It's because their body can't handle it. Yeah, you just threw everyone (laughs) off. Some people don't. Nowadays, DJs are just sloppy. They don't give a
0: shit. It's horrible. Do you you think that with the computer, like everything being digital, it's not, I mean, I don't want to say it's not an art form because it totally, but but it's almost kind of like, how do I put it? It's it's like, you know... uh, you could paint a landscape with a pen with a with a brush. You could still go get records and use stickers. Yeah. But also now you just have wallpaper you can download. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like. Do you, do you find that the romanticism's kind of not there anymore? Like, would you want to lug your crates onto this cruise? No. Right. I mean. But so it's the technology's good in a no, way. No, the technology's great. Yeah.
1: Technology's great. It just opened it up too much. It opened it up. It it just saturated the market. Yeah. So. Same with comedy. Yeah. But it saturated it to the point where, like, these people who don't really care, they think the DJ gets all the chicks, so they're only doing it for that. So a lot of the art is gone. Well, there's just a lot more, and you have to sift through to find the good stuff. Yeah. But, like, and also nowadays with computers, like, you can blend a record that's 85 with a record that's 102 because it kind of digitally changes it. I don't use that. Um, that that technology that when you, that option no I don't use it yeah because I feel like it's just like then you're just listening to one note all night long. You need some variety. You can match the tempos, but then it just, everything just sounds the same tempo, right? And it gets boring. So yeah. I like to keep and also like with the digital age, when you used to speed up a record with vinyl, everything would get faster, including the person's voice, right? So if you went too fast, you'd be like, "Why is he playing it so fast?" Now, the technology you speed up the tempo, but not the pitch, so okay. the voice sounds the same.
0: But everything else is moving super. But fast. super fast, yeah. yeah.
1: So that's weird. Yeah, it's it's all like it's all getting mushed together, and then that's why when you go out and you hear like a Kid Capri, or 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 like Scratch from EPMD, you'll be like. Oh, that's a good DJ. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. now, it's but it's harder to hear them because there's so much noise. Uh-huh. But when you see King Capri still to this day rock, you're like, oh,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. So so Riz introduces you at some point to to Flex. Yeah, he
1: was in a DJ crew called the um, Flip Squad. I've heard of Flip Squad. Yeah, Flip Squad. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, he he used to DJ the Tunnel. Which was on twenty seventeen? Dude, to, I went yeah. there. I
0: snuck in there when I yeah. was, uh, like shit. 16, 17, 18, yeah, yeah. 18 with, a, with the worst fake ID yeah. and a pocket full of e-pills. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And just, like... I remember never feeling so shitty walking out <laughs> of that club while people were, like, going on their lunch break. Right. Yeah, suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm walking out Sunday. Yeah. I'm like a fucking vampire, like, chewing my lip off. I got yeah. glow stick juice, like, rolling yeah, down was my some weird shit crazy, going crazy fucking place. Yeah. So did you used to, like, go? But
1: we did Sunday night. Sunday was the hip-hop night. So back then hip-hop was, like, the dirty stepchild. Mm-hmm. So hip-hop could only be, like, Th- Wednesday, Thursdays, or Sundays. Friday and Saturday was for pop, house, house yeah. techno. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Was now EDM. The the white cash bringers. Sure. So stuff you to know, take drugs to Like basically. Palladium. Yeah. Yeah. Palladium was dope because it'd be like four thousand people, but then it'd be a hip hop room. So we would get those kind of gigs on a Saturday. We get like the hip hop room, which was super fun. Yeah. But Sunday we had the main club. Okay and it was called the uh the tunnel but the name of the party was called Mecca and it was the grimiest ghettoest night ever like, like what is that if mean? you watch um DMX get at me dog video mm-hmm. that shot in the tunnel oh okay and there's, like the tunnel was 27th street 12th ave the line started at 11th ave and the line would be all the way down the block cuz the whole block was just that. like Warehouses. Yeah. Nobody was there on a Sunday night. Right. Line be down the block. You could pay security to move up. You could pay security to sneak a gun in. You could pay security for whatever. Really? But you would go in. You'd go in. There'd be a metal detector. And then you had to take your shoes off. They would clap your shoes together. I guess it's worse than TSA. (laughs) If you watch the Get At Me Dog video, the intro of it, you see all that. Yeah. And sometimes. There was like this. You go through the metal detector, then you make this little right. You wouldn't see the right when you're going through. Sometimes there'd be a line of cops with a with a stack of mugshots. And while you were putting your shoes on, they would come close to you and look through the mugshots and see if they see you on
0: there. No shit. Yo. Whoa. It was people Dangerous. Would get people
1: would get arrested right there after the metal detector.
0: They get their shoes clapped and then they'd they're be like in a, a task force. Wow, like the, uh man. What do
1: you call those jackets? Like a, uh, what are those jackets called? Like the plasticky,
0: like a straight Cop- jacket?
1: Huh? Like a straight jacket? No, no. Or like like cops would wear. That say FBI. Oh uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. I know what you mean though. Like the. There's uh, uh,
1: a word for them, whatever, like a coach's jacket. Yeah. They'd be like NYPD, just all fucking. Wow. And be like, and they would just get yo. People would come in, put their shoes on, and then go in the club and be like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> "I guess I'm not wanted." That's amazing. And so, you're up there,
1: yeah. So I go. So so Riz played uh, like nine to eleven. Oh, it was five hundred girls. First five hundred girls free. So wow. the girls would be in there ten o'clock, packed with girls, thousands of people, huh? So Riz would be there. Um, then Big Cap would open, who passed away recently, and then Flex. Okay. So. Riz started getting his own name, started blowing up. He didn't want to do the tunnel anymore, so he asked if I could take his spot. Uh, So I meet this woman, Jessica, who's still a party promoter to this day. Um, She's like, yo, Cap, Big Cap, is always late. Cap's supposed to get on at 10 o'clock. You play from 8.30ish to 10. As soon as Cap gets on, you get off. So he showed up late, 10.30, he was like, oh, they got an opener now? So he started coming 1045, oh, 11, no 1130.
0: So I'm just playing. All night, yeah.
1: Then uh, then Cap would get on eleven thirty, twelve thirty. Then I would get back on and play a half hour of reggae. And then Flex would get on at 1 o'clock. And this is where one the place four. would go. 1 to 1 to 3. Yeah. Or th- no, it was over by before. 4 o'clock yeah. close, yeah, yeah. And he would play the biggest song. This is the Benjamins Pump okay. ben. That's like the Tunnel legendary. That's like the number one. This look. There's no internet. Yeah. Radio's only Friday and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking. Uh, that's you know, where you
0: went to hear. That's where you where went you hear went. the new songs. And yeah. you would
1: not only hear like the poppy songs. This is the street songs. Yeah. yeah. There's no flash drives. There's no CDs. Ah, oh,
0: that's so fucking. So awesome. you have
1: to go there.
0: You got to live it.
1: It's why it's not the same anymore, because yeah. you just play it on your phone now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to go there. They literally have apps where I can fucking, a grandmother can fucking scratch a digital exactly. fucking, it's bullshit. So but you, you have to go there. You're there. And
1: like, this is like album cuts, street cuts, like underground. So cool. People going crazy. Um, so anyway, I meet Flex. He's a dick to me at first. Uh, and then he saw, I was just like, he was like, yo, tell that kid when he's done DJing, get out the booth. Get out of the DJ booth. Why is he still in there? Wow. I was like, oh, I'm a DJ. I can stay at the booth. Get out of the booth. After a couple of weeks, he saw that I wasn't. Oh, here's the thing. Another thing that sucks nowadays. Openers. Okay, imagine. It's kind of. Di- this is one thing that's different with comedy, but imagine the opener. <laughs> oh, no, this works. Imagine you're the opener and you're doing the headliners headline jokes. Ugh. Really? Yeah. No shit? So DJ, you're playing like the top joints at 11 o'clock. So then when he plays it at 2 o'clock, it doesn't have the same impact. Okay. So what makes you a good opener is being able to entertain without playing those top records.
0: So you got to use last month's tops. Even you got to go old school,
1: classics, R&B. funk. Yeah. Yeah. Like old shit.
0: Yeah. And know how to keep them entertained. But that teaches you... To now cross genres, yeah. Throw Red Hot Chili Peppers in there if you have to. Throw yeah. Whatever. Oh in yeah. There. For, yeah. Any type of shit. Just.
1: So then uh, he saw I was doing good, entertaining everyone's dancing. Didn't play none of the hits. Yeah. Break a couple records. like play some new shit. See if it gets a buzz. And he would be like, "Yo, he do the he do this thing called the shoulder. He put his hand on your shoulder. That means don't play that record next week."
0: He it's now it. his, or he might Whoa. just take your record. Holy shit! <laughs> no way! Yeah, that's like a co- that's so that's like you're opening for Louis CK. Yeah, and you do a joke, and he goes, "Um, that's my joke." But now. can that would that
1: happen in comedy? No, no, it's not this. No. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. People have like offered to buy jokes from people. Yeah, yeah, you know? that, yeah, yeah, it can happen go, like okay, that. I'll, pay, I'll buy that joke. Yeah, you know, which is weird. Can I buy your thought. Yeah, it's that's weird. So fucking weird, yeah.
1: right? See, that's the thing about difference with with DJing and comedy. Yeah. But he saw it was good, and then he's like, um, yo, I'm doing this album release party on Thursday. You want to open up? Yeah. And I started doing all that with Flex. Flex is a weird guy. If he trusts you, then you're in. Yeah. That takes a while. Yeah. Then he was like, yo, you're a good worker. Um, I'm going to start this new show on the radio where I'm going to be on every day at 7. He's like, I need, you want to come help me set up my records, get food, make sure everything's good? That's it. Like, Yeah. November you know,
0: 97, November 97
1: is when I first walked in and didn't leave until February 2015.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, you know what, dude? The thing that's the thing that's amazing throughout your whole story. You never said no. No. You never said no to an opportunity. Yeah. And any time that you had any like hurdle, you're like, all right, you're taking the mixer. Yeah. I'm going to get a job at yeah. the chicken place. Find a way. It's fucking you got to find yeah. a way. That's incredible. How much how much do you listen to music now? Now? None. Nothing. Very little. Really? Yeah, it's sad. You just can't. It's sad. Why why is that though? Well, Cuz you just don't like what's coming out now I don't or don't like it, a
1: lot what's coming out.
0: Um, I don't you have, have the, enough to already pick from. You know?
1: I listen to music now as like uh buying a quit buying tools for work. Yeah. I need that song for work. I need that song for work. Yeah, it's not in. It's, I don't have the enjoyment anymore. Not, really? Not, not the music I'm known for playing,
0: like hip hop. You go back in time, listen to some old. I go shit. old,
1: or I go like different genres for different reasons. Like I like a lot of stuff coming out of London right now. Um, hip hop, like yeah, it's hip
0: hop. It's called grime. it's okay. like super energy. But what would you equate that to with the, like eras of like? See, I'm a big, I'm a big like tribe. Taleb Kuali, De La, yeah. like, uh, you know, Most deaf, Common, yeah. Wu-Tang, like that New York, yeah. Biggie. I don't really... Late 90s. I, I, yeah. After Bone Thug's era, I kind of cashed out. I'm like, yeah. this isn't speaking my... Yeah. I was always a word guy. I always liked, like, clever... Yeah. De- to me, like, De La's the shit. De La's crazy. But that, to me, was like where I, they lost me when Do it started you- talking, like, crazy thug, gun, fucking, yeah. And I'm not that guy. Do you
1: like... Uh, Kendrick,
0: I do. You I get, do. Kendrick is along the lines and I like of like Run saying. the Jewels too. Run the Jewels is my favorite. So fucking good. It's so you know, my favorite. They oh, they released their three albums for free. Yeah. Why is that? Was it just to get it out? It's a different. It's
1: a. It's different now. Is that what it's like now? I went to their yeah. website. Heard Drake, the song Drake? All his music in the beginning was free. Wow. It's like because it's so much shit out there.
2: Yeah. You got to
1: get it in their hands. Run the Jewels. Luckily, had their own lane where it don't matter if the music's for free, because they're doing gigs, they're they doing f- snowboarding right. events, and fucking they've hit that niche market. Where yeah, they're, yeah, they're but like they beat it. They are fucking talented. Shit, man. Here's the thing, though. Both of those guys had fucking very mediocre careers. Okay, let's take uh, Killer Mike. He came out with Big Boy from Outkast. Mm-hmm. Once kind of they kind of broke up. Uh, Big Boy started his own label. Killer Mike was one of his artists. Big Boy's such a huge Killer Mike fan, and it never took off. He's all over the, Big Boy had a compilation album, I think it was called Purple Ribbon. Killer Mike's all over that. Yeah. Killer Mike had all his solo albums. Nothing. In the grand scheme, nothing. Sure, sure. sure. He, made, he made a living. Right. But in the grand yeah, scheme, he had nothing. his core little group of fans, and that was it. LP, I used to be an A&R. I didn't even get into all my A&R shit I did. I ain't on for a lot of different labels. LP was in a group that was on Raucous Records called Company Flow. The most underground of underground. Oh, yeah? Like, you should go back and listen to Company yeah, Flow. Yeah, yeah. And you'll listen, and you will hear the blueprint of Run The Jewels. No kidding. You will hear, like, oh, it's kind of left field. kind of weird. LP, me and LP knew each other back then. One time, he had a song that was kind of blowing up a little bit underground. I used to work in a record shop called Fat Beats. Uh Fat Beats was all vinyl, a lot of indie hip-hop. So that's where you'd go to get your indie hip-hop. We had all the commercial stuff, too, but there was a wall. Sure, I love those stores. They might have pressed up 5,000 of this vinyl and never anything else. LP had a good song. I said, yo, LP, I want to get you on... uh, Flex, is, Flex wants me to find some underground groups to start talking to. I want to get you on Flex. He's like, yeah, sure. When is it? I'm like, it's Wednesday. He's like, the only night he has is Wednesday. LP goes, ah, I can't do it. X-Files is on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no shit.
1: <laughs> I said, what? He goes, X-Files is on. What a crazy
2: well, motherfucker. Yeah,
1: so then LP goes off, does all these solo albums. Yeah. If you go back and listen, they are definitely Run the Jewels prequels.
0: Wow. I got to check that out.
1: The re- the way LP and Killer Mike met, LP started producing a Killer Mike solo album. Okay. That Killer Mike solo album is technically the first Run the Jewels album. Okay. And then they were like, oh, let's form this group. Run the Jewels 1 comes out. And uh, my you know Peter Rosenberg? He was my co-host on the radio. Yeah, yeah. He's well, very, I do know him personally, yeah, but I know him from the radio. He's very much into underground hip-hop. Uh-huh. He's like, yo, he knows I don't like shit. He goes, I think you will like, run the jewels. I downloaded it. I was like, holy Blew me
0: away, fuck. dude. Blew me away. Super talented. Reminded me of, like, early Eminem, even. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. very clever. Very clever. But the beats were. But them
1: together. Yeah.
0: Bro. I don't like anything that's coming out now. Yeah. This mumbly shit. Yeah. fucking, there's no talent I know. It, it's, it's hard
1: to, it's hard. I want to defend it because it's my life. But it's, you know, I like Migos. I like Travis Scott. Um, It's hard to like a lot else What other genres do you hit? Reggae a lot. I'm very much into reggae. Yeah, love reggae. New music. reggae, old reggae. Uh, yeah, most m- mostly new, but I like a lot of new stuff yeah. too. Like reggae is kind of universal. Damian uh, Marley's great. Yeah, Damian Marley is my boy. I had
0: a chance to interview him. back Really? When I wrote, yeah, when I wrote for a music magazine, I this was 2001. Oh yeah! Wow, dude! I went backstage to. He wasn't.
1: He didn't even have jam rock out. Toad's like place then. in New yeah. Haven. Yeah, this was
0: Toad's very. Place. Yeah, yeah, I went to Toad's. because I, I grew up in New Haven, yeah. so I used to go to Toad's all the time. Yeah, I walked backstage. I don't know if you've ever been down in that backstage no. area. I never been to Totes. Oh, you I just heard have. about it, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I saw Beck there, Jane's Addiction, Porno yeah. for Pyros, De La, a yeah. Bunch. Um, Totes, I heard, was the spot. So cool, dude. And is then, that because it's a college town? Well, Yale is, well, yeah, but Yale's heavily urban, like, outside of Yale. Oh, I know, yeah. It's fucking rough. I know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there were great colleges. Like, like it was a spot. New Haven Coliseum, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, used yeah. to be there. Kind of like Nassau Coliseum yeah. size. Um, Rolling Stones would, like, warm up at Toad's. Right. The, and then, like, the Who Did played they, yeah. the, the, uh, the Coliseum and then went and fucking just sat in with the band that was playing at Toad's. So <laughs> it was amazing. So I had to interview <laughs> Damien Jr. Gong yeah. at Toad's. I walked backstage look at me i had yeah. hair at the time yeah. i did have like pretty long hair but i was still you know this yeah. white kid walking yeah. into like trench town yeah <laughs> he had this little like albino he looked like a pygmy kind of guy with like a silver tray of just enormous cones rolled and i walked in and he like hands me one and i just yeah. start like and I see Damien at the other end of the room. It's a long, narrow room. And yeah. it's like just quintessential backstage yeah. room of Rock a shit, shit club, yeah. you know. So I'm kind of worming my, my way through. I grab a red stripe. I'm eating, like, grapefruit. And, like, there's, it's just a beautiful hang back <laughs> yeah. there. And I walk up and I see him. And I, like, accidentally interrupted a conversation, you know. And they all just kind of, like, the record skipped. And yeah. I'm just back there, like, <laughs> I go, Mr. Marley. I, I mean, your dad's <laughs> m- Mr. Anyway, I'm supposed to interview, and I'm stoned, and we both just start cracking up. Yeah. And I go, you know what? Fuck it. I go, I'll just review the show. And he was like, right on. He's like, if you want to talk though after, so I hung around afterwards, and we shot the shit a yeah, little bit. What a cool guy, man.
1: Wait, when uh, is this though? This, this was his first album.
0: I to be honest, I, I mean, it must have been. It was 2001, 2002. Because I stopped writing. I think was Concrete magazine, Jungle, magazine.
1: maybe or something like that.
0: Um, Not a lot of people at the show. Yeah. So it was very, you know... I mean, up until that point, when they said you were going to interview Marley's son, I'm like, oh, Ziggy? Yeah. Because I didn't even know about Damien, you know? But I think it must have been one of his first... But I just saw what he did with Jay-Z on SNL, which was great. Fucking You want to know something crazy? Yeah.
1: You want want it? I'll give you this. yeah. I introduced Jay-Z to Damien Marley. No kidding? In 2005? Whoa. That's killer. And I just remember... I was at that SNL, and I... Saw Damien And then I saw Jay And I was like Oh shit If you work together I introduced him No 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 Oh and you were like I remembered At wow. SNL I was like Oh shit I introduced those guys To each other Cause I was at A&O This is before I was at A&R For Rockefeller I was trying to
0: Do stuff with I want to talk to you About this too But I don't want To keep you too long I don't know Where are we going we're On a fucking boat Alright You want to grab a drink